And that was the moment I realized that I was the only one doing Sober October. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Yeah, that just, you know, it just became that. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, came, in, I came into it strong. I, I had a solid couple of weeks, and then... Um, I just, it's 2020 is not the year for me to do Sober October. I just don't think it's going to. I get that. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It, it, I'm down to like the last couple of days and now, you know, Halloween is going to be like the day. Sure. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a beer with my family. Yeah. Um, but like, otherwise it's been good. That's good. Like better than I was anticipating. Like, I don't want to like oversell the whole not drinking thing, but like I've been sleeping really, really well. That's good. Which has been um, apparently something that I haven't been doing <laughs> up to this point. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in those two weeks, I didn't notice any particular, um, you know, life altering change, but it was, um, it was, uh, I don't know. It was fine. Obviously <laughs> not fine enough for me to stick with. <laughs> for for those who, who do, who stick it out, you know, good on you yeah for sure for sure i I don't i don't blame you yeah no i i honor i honor the choice to do it and those who stuck with it and uh and i feel no particular shame about not so well um i did pick up a uh a beer advent calendar uh, for for the holidays yeah very good very good so So you'll be ready for that uh, yeah i'll be i'll be back you know to it now listen there is a topic we need to we just we have to address Let's do it. Cougar Town. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Lay it on, on me, yeah. man. For any of you who um, have not, you know, if this randomly happens to be your first episode, um, every now and then when the world is dark, we have what's called a distraction cast. And we bring on usually yes. our friend Mike Schulte from the band the Pork Tornadoes. Um, and we talk about anything but what's going on in the world. We've done that a few times this year. And uh, in the last one, a few weeks ago, we also had on Amber, Adam's yeah. wife and band partner, and um, talked about what we're reading and eating and watching. And Amber asserted boldly that I must watch Cougar Town. And so yep. I'm now somewhere in the middle of the second season of Cougar Town. And um, I see why Abed liked it. It's, it is, yeah. it is the perfect sitcom formula show. It's like every episode is its own little moment in time where, you know, the entire world resets at the end of it, like an episode of the Flintstones or something. And, yep. uh, um, and each one evolves its own little catchphrase that then doesn't persist after that show. Like I want, I want um, slap out of it to live beyond that one episode. Cause it's such a good thought. Right. Right. Um, uh, Courtney Cox still has yep. it. Yep. For sure. Uh, so I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it and it's dumb and um, not, we're not curing cancer on that show. No. Um, so let me, let me just drop some, some foresight on you. Yeah. All of the things that you're wanting are coming. Oh, all right. And you will find that the story does progress. Good. If not slowly and I don't I don't want to say methodically, but like the ball does move down the court. Yeah, no, I get that. So we, you know, we've started with the antagonism with the guy across the street and now we're dating him and there's, you know, and now maybe we're not anymore. And then 
the sun went off to call. So yeah, things, things are, it's not like it's an entirely static universe, but, um, right. Um, yeah. On the flip side, um, I, I'm, I'm, I did the exact same situation, but with Shit's Creek. Okay, good. Which I just, we finished last oh, night. Isn't it glorious? Oh my God. I laughed. I cried. <sighs> end of list. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, it was, uh, what a, yeah. yeah, it is a special, those are, the, those are both culty special series. Yeah. And if you haven't checked either of them out or both of them, you should definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I previously, I have, having just name dropped Abed, I previously knew of Cougar Town only by way of the references to it from, um, community. Yeah. Um, but now, now there is it. a, there is an actual crossover episode ahead of you. Good. And you will notice it and it will be glorious. I'm eager for this. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I just didn't want to let Cougar Town go unremarked. <laughs> Crucial. Very good. So other than that, how have you been how have you been doing? Good. You know, good. Um, um I wrote up so when I met with the boys to have a beer mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, one of the things we talked about was that we um, you know, in terms of like thinking about our return and uh, planning for all of that. One of the thoughts we had was to to get ourselves a Ben, to get ourselves a sound person who could also be a roadie and um but you know, not call him roadie. That's maybe they need a better name than that. Like maybe front of house. Gear manager, front of house. Yeah. Yep. Um stage manager, whatever. Yeah. And and I like your deal you have with Ben where he's also sales and gets a cut. Like I think that's really, mm-hmm. really great. Um so I wrote up my my copy for my my uh, Craigslist ad. I have not yet posted it, but I think I'm pretty happy with I'm getting to where I'm happy with that. And so uh, we'll see. It'll be my sort of my next adventure is finding that person here in the middle of nobody doing anything or few people doing anything. So um, I'll keep you posted as that evolves. Cool. Yeah. How about you? So um, I played a wedding on Friday. Right. And um, that was an interesting situation because um, we've had a lot of weather in this part of the world. Yes. Um, you know, we had a hurricane blow through here last night. I'm switching. Hat so fun. yeah, we had a, <laughs> we had a, uh, we had a hurricane blow through here last night. And so, um, the night of the wedding was, it was raining. And so I ended up doing an indoor event, which, um, I was a little, you know, unsure about, but once I kind of got a lay for the, the situation and what it looked like and everything, it, it ended up being fine. Good. Um, went ahead and did the show. Didn't feel like I put myself at any sort of risk. Excellent. Um, everybody seemed to enjoy it. It was very low key. Um, and that's that. Now, um, there was another gig that was coming up, uh, tomorrow and I want to kind of wrap that up in one big conversation we can have in a little bit. So, all right, but no gigs for you. No, no gigs for me. No gigs for me. I, um, I might do a stream this weekend. I don't know. Um, I was definitely been feeling the urge to stream recently. You haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't felt that. Yeah. And and I think, I I feel like it's, um, I don't know. My market's not doing, uh, it seems like it's down from where it was a couple months ago. seems like, yeah. um, and maybe that's a function of things are opening back up. And um, so people have some real, real live in, you know, person with people gigs yeah. <laughs> they can do that takes some of the pressure off uh, maybe, but, uh, but maybe that leaves a hole in the streaming market that a guy like me or you could, you know, step into who knows. Yeah. The, um, the one thing that I, I did end up 
doing with this last gig is I, I made a new board. So um, because we're not doing like band stuff really for the time being, I took my wireless unit off of my HX stomp board and I put my TC Helicon voice live on it mm -hmm. um, and got it all set up and then realized in the middle of that show that uh, I didn't lay it out right mm -hmm. because the button that keys the uh, harmony on and off is also dangerously close to the button that changes the patches on the HX. I have, and yes, had a couple I've, of, I've had that problem. Yeah. So I need to, uh, I need to find my hook and loop and um, rearrange and put the, uh, the voice live on the opposite side of the board right. so that that doesn't happen. Right. All the rest of it worked great. Um, the only other weird thing was that I ran out of batteries halfway through my set and ended up using my PRS instead of the Taylor for the rest of the show. Um, you know, it was kind of low key and nobody really noticed, but um, yeah, I guess it just, stopped working mm. which you know put a little wrench in my gears taylor runs on a nine volt yep huh. and i had had two of them in my gig bag but then i think like a remote got like that died in the house right and so i think it ended up being sacrificed to the uh remote control gods yep. and uh i had not taken that into account right right so right the um the uh, uh um Fender runs off of a rechargeable USB battery. And um, I have the last couple of times, because all of my muscle memory about gear prep is have fallen away from me, uh, I've gotten there and realized, I don't know when the last time I was, I plugged this guitar in at all. Uh, and it's surely been months. So um, quickly did 15 minutes or so of charge before, before the show started and it did fine. One thing that I've gotten accustomed to bringing to gigs is a, uh, a USB battery pack. Yeah, that's smart. So I'll bring I'll bring like iPhone or iPad chargers because depending on the situation, I might need to use my iPhone and my iPad uh, because the um, the ultimate guitar app requires an internet connection, and if there's not solid Wi-Fi, I can just you know latch on from my phone, sure. and then I need both of them plugged in. So I've just gotten accustomed to doing that. Um, if you don't have like a big old brick kind of style like usb battery you should definitely look into one of those well the uh the power strip that i use for acoustic has four usb ports on it nice so i'm good for chargers i can just, just have to have the cables and i'm good very good yep so yeah there was that um and that's pretty much it oh you were talking about fenders i did want to say fenders been kind of killing it low-key with some new releases yeah the new American series are very, very appealing. Yeah. Um, the two that I've seen, they're both basically the same guitar. They're Telecaster Deluxes. Uh, the American Series 2 American Telecaster Deluxe um, looks really nice. They have really cool finishes with the coil tappable new kind of like full range uh, Shawbucker pickups. Been watching a lot of demos on those, feeling really good about that. The other one that I saw is their alternate dimension or whatever it's called, parallel universe series, what, yeah. whatever. They have one called the Troublemaker, right? Which is like their take on other guitars, mm -hmm. and they just um, announced or released a white Les Paul custom style Tele Deluxe. Yeah, it's awesome, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. My only gripe with those um, is that they are both considerably expensive. The yes. cheapest one, I believe, is over $1,500. Yeah. And those are poly finishes. Hmm. I would think if I was paying like close to two grand, I would get a nitrocellulose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 alternate universe, whatever it's called, um, 
it's a novelty guitar. I mean, it does fine, I'm sure, but like, it's not, it doesn't satisfy that conservative, there there are five legal types of guitars, you know, thing that's in the back of every guitarist's head. I mean, it, it kind of does. It's still a Telecaster Deluxe. It just is, it's white with five ply binding. Like it, it just does. Well, what yeah, and, the, and the electronics layout is all Les Paul. It does what the Telecaster Lux is supposed to do. It just does it in a more Les Pauly way. Right. So, I, I, all I know is that it's, it's real pretty. It's real pretty, it is. I like it. They've been, you know, they've been killing it, so. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I never really considered myself a telly guy until I bought a telly. Now I love <laughs> Well, I love there you them. go. That's how that works. So, yeah. So, I don't need 15 tellies, but I may end up with them. That is how that, that, how that happens. Well, you know, we are in the whole gear talk section. Why don't we get into some more? You know what? I got one more particular piece of gear that I have recently okay. acquired, which is an Oculus Quest 2. Ooh. All right. So this was recently released um, um, t- two weeks ago, something like that. And um, I have played with VR headsets before, but this is the first one I've um, owned. And it's uh, it's really something. It's really uh, – it's quite a thing. I can't play a lot of games because I immediately want to hurl. Uh, yeah. But th- they say that will get better. Um, the main thing about it is that my seven-year-old is now a total nuisance. Because mm. uh, it would be totally cruel to have daddy have this magical new toy and not have the kid get a turn. Um, so she's all over me all the time to have her turn, which is. Daddy, 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 oh, daddy, daddy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, I also am a um, a hurler. So I don't mm. know if that if an Oculus is ever going to be in my future. Well, there, there, there are experiences that the problem is when you're. Eyes are fed body movements that your inner ears don't also get. Right. Right. But if it's a game that mostly you're staying in place and turning around, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You're fine. You're generating all that movement yourself and it's fine. But like a racing game where you're sitting in a car and the world is whizzing around you, who boy, forget it. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, there's a roller coaster game I can do about 90 seconds in and then, uh, yeah, no, it's just bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. No. Anyway, not band related, but fun. Good for you, not for me. Yeah. All right. We doing this? Let's do it. Okay. So as far as, you know, we were going about gear talk, this is very much gear related, um, just based on the, you know, how most of us source our material. But uh, as of this week, uh, Guitar Center is going to be filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yep. The official uh, filing is happening on November 15th. Um they're looking at restructuring $1.4 billion in liabilities and leases on their properties. Yeah. 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 And to be clear, you know, chapter seven is that we're going down the drains filing. Chapter 11 is we're going to try and re- rework all this and make it viable. Uh, but it, there's a lot they, to rework. Yeah. And they've already done this once That's right. before. That's right. And not that long ago. What was just no, f- four or five like, years, something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the, the big issue um, and the one that really kind of like was the 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 sign of things to come was about two weeks ago, they missed a $45 million interest payment, um, which kind of meant that all of this was heading towards somewhere really bad. Right, right. Um, you know, when, when, first of all, if your interest is $45 million, hmm. like that's not good. Well, th- I mean, that, that wouldn't be unusual. You would just have to have cash flow to cover that payment, which... Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a, lo- a know, lot of really big companies work on on 
negative cash flow like that or working on on big loans and the, the whole structure of them is they you know that's their nut they make that every but these guys not so much didn't did not cover it yeah and you know talking about we're getting kind of in the business weeds here but you know there there's a number of factors that play into this um definitely the fact that covid is still out there and people can't go to their retail stores sure you know, they're, they've got overhead and rent on properties that are not generating revenue. Totally. Um, you know, looking at the big picture, there are roughly 297 guitar centers and then um, just over 200 music and arts, which is uh, another one of the labels that they kind of run. Mm. Music and arts kind of geared more towards like uh, orchestral, symphonic gotcha. band stuff. Yep. They also sell guitars and sheet music and that kind of thing. Um, but their, their big ecosystem is around lessons. And of course, no lessons completely down the Yeah. Tracks. Not going to sit in a little lesson room with anybody right now. Thank you. Yeah. The other thing that the other, uh, big property that they own is musician's friend. Right. And it's funny because we were talking about this earlier and I literally got a text from a friend of mine, um, who, who lives close by. He goes, Hey, is musician's friend in trouble? I've been getting a lot of eat, like phone calls from them about like buying stuff. And I, I don't really ever shop there. And I was like, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, they actually about, are. Hey, that actually happened this afternoon. It's just, you know, good timing. I was like, tune into the podcast. We're going to be talking. <laughs> You're famous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they, I mean, so Guitar Center was always kind of lowest common denominator and musician's friend was next lowest in my book. Yeah. And so when the one bought the other, it made a certain kind of sense. Um, but, but like, as as a as a musician though, like I was musician's friend was a catalog right. service. Yes. That's what like in high school, like that musician's friend catalog came in. It was it's a good day. It was good times. Yeah. And I just think like the their web presence never really like Mm-mm. translated well. No. It felt like a catalog on the internet and not in a good way. Right. And it just kind of became apparent as things went on, like they were doing these stupid deals of the day. And then it, it turned out that like the guitars that they were selling during the stupid deals were like specially made for those kinds of things. So you weren't actually getting uh, the guitar they said you were getting. No. And there's a lot of that kind of shadiness that like wasn't great. But I think, you know, when you're looking at online retailing and stuff, there's so many other vi- like vendors that are doing it so much better. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, you know, we think of Sweetwater as this kind of like monolith, but it's still like, it's a local yeah. shop. Yes. Yes. They've just managed to build an ecosystem that is super professional and sustainable and, you know, no, doing very yeah, well. Yeah. Knows their stuff, industry leaders, you know, and, and really, really solid web experience, like really solid, mm-hmm. um, which is the thing that magician, magician's friend, magician's friend. I need there to be a magician's friend. Uh, For all we know, there is. I'm sure there is. I'm world. sure there is. Musician's friend never, never, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like a bunch of cookie cutter pages that coming out of a database. It didn't, it didn't engage well. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, for them to put all the money into that and then guitarcenter.com, like they weren't like congruous in any way. No. And like the used section of Guitar Center's website was always like hot garbage. Yeah. yeah. Especially cons- yeah. like when you're looking at things like Reverb and like yeah. even Chicago Music Exchange's sites, like there were so many opportunities for them to do things well that they just didn't. Right. And it, it's unfortunate, you know. Well, and then speaking of opportunities that they didn't take advantage of the in-store experience was not really a treat either. Um, 
But that was kind of on them as well. That was fully on them. Every piece of it's on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it was, um, I don't know. Did you ever buy anything expensive in, in the store? So I've definitely bought things at Guitar Center for for reasons, um, but nothing major. I don't think I've, I've, I don't have, I don't currently own a guitar that I bought at Guitar Center. Right. I bought them previously, and you know I've definitely uh, gone to like window shop for things that I ended up ordering online. Now that's the or thing. Or finding used elsewhere. Right. 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 That's the thing. You get a lot of people doing their online pre-shop sure oh you know what i take that back you know what i did buy there i bought my helix lt there all right there was because a deal at that yeah yeah there was a 15 percent off deal and it didn't apply like the line six stuff wasn't omitted from it so i did buy okay that's what i bought there. all right that's good i mean i think that i've mostly used my in-town um uh guitar center shop for emergency things on the way to the gig yeah. Much more than anything else, you know. Yeah, this, 100%. This cable just died. I need to grab another one. Um, and I never loved, like, what I what was there. No. It was kind of, like, tolerable. And, and yeah, I mean, finding, having to spend $19 on a single 10-foot mic cable. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was the urgency tax you ended up paying. Because, yeah, like you said, right. you needed one that moment yeah and you had to listen to you can buy them had to listen to 12 year olds doing stairway yeah way too loud while you were working on it well and that's also that's another kind of complaint is people were saying that you know the the employees there didn't didn't always do a good job and you know i feel like that's that's kind of on a store by store basis that i definitely knew lots and lots of guitar center employees that were fantastic uh tom blair was a guitar center guy all right and he was he was a good guy to work with and he was you know a good guy to know. Yeah. But like, I think, you know, at some point after the restructure, the last time they started messing around with the pay structure and like hourly stuff and like their bonus structure, all of that stuff was kind of cut or messed with as like, you know, as a way to cut costs. But the problem is, is that when you do that, it's a total like morale goes in the toilet yeah. and then you're going to lose guys that, you know, were top performers and, I think that's, it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you, you know, you don't prioritize your employees, the good employees leave and you end up with people who don't that's right. necessarily care, That's right. you know, or don't care as much. Yeah. So. Yeah. I will tell you, I saw some pretty dire setups come out of their guitar shop. Yeah. Um, in tune, I guess, as long as you didn't fret anything, but the first few frets. Yeah. You know. It's not great. Not great. I'm sure there are good texts there in some stores, but not my local one. Again, you know, it, it's, it's, you can't judge the entire organization on, you know, those, those, those could be the exception to the rule, but I know For a lot sure. of people who have had less than stellar you know, yeah. experiences and I'm sure plenty of the people who are listening or watching to this, um, have as well. Yeah. And also, also, you know, like Tom, other, other kinds of experiences with them, you know, it's for sure all of it's going to be very, um, individual people's experience with them. Uh, the, the one thing you can't argue with is two bankruptcies in however many years. Like that's yeah. sort of the, that's where you kind of have to, the buck stops there in terms of judging the yeah. organization. Right. Yeah. I believe Moody's, which is, you know, a financial institution like has, they've been constantly downgrading the, the, the company over a period of time. They have now rated that business model as untenable. Nice. 
So, you know, I think this is a, a, a story. Well, this is a bunch of stories kind of wrapped all into one. This is a story about, um, you know, uh, capital investment getting involved in, you know, music and arts. Yep. And it's a story of overextending and kind of getting more into the real estate business than the, you know, music business. I mean, the, the, with the outstanding, you know, and negotiated leases, they also owe a bunch of many, like, I think the total number of manufacturer money that they owe to like Gibson and Fender and Taylor. Nose, so it's like $375 million. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And that's gonna be tough for those guys when, you know, because the bankruptcy will probably just sweep that away. I mean, or mm -hmm. decrease it dramatically. It's going to be tough for, for those vendors to, to swallow that. Yeah. And I mean, it, and for, for bigger ones, they, they might be able to, to write that off. But like, if, you know, there are a lot of these, these vendors that getting into guitar center is their entire business model. Right. And then, you know, their all of their revenue gets cut. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. Well, and all, all the receivables, like they, they've been, yeah. they've been banking on that and then it just goes away. Nothing. Yeah. You know what, what I think what we would hope is, and, 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 and listen, guitar center is not going away. You know, more than likely, they're going to close a bunch of stores. Sure. So your local store, you know, it, the Atlanta area has, I think, three or four of them. We may be down to one. So there's that. Um, and hopefully what it means is that it, it frees up the market to open up new stores, mom and pop stores, indie stores. I don't know. Because it's really what we need. It, I, yeah, it is. I, I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. It could be that whole concept is obsolete. I'm not sure because I think looking the, the, it's the commodification. So this whole Walmart deal where like these big boxes comes, come in and they eat up all the competition right. and then they overextend themselves and then they crap, crap out. So, you know, we thought the same way about music stores, like record stores. Yep. So like there used to be like record shops on every corner and then like a blockbuster or a virgin or, uh, Sam Goody or yeah. Tower Records yeah. would come in and, and you know, those would go away. But now you've got these little mom and pop vinyl record stores that are doing really well. So maybe that's what happens. I don't know. Vinyl such a unique story, though. It's, you know, when was the last time a, a medium from 40 years ago suddenly resurged, right? That's, I don't know. You mean like a, like a Fender Stratocaster? Well, those never went away. That's not, that's I mean, not, um, it's a, it, you know, I think, I think it's a similar idea. It, it, it's a, it's a specialty market. I'd like to hope so for sure. I'm for, I'm for that if it happens and, and I will support it with my dollars. But, um, yeah. I don't know these days. I think if you're that kind of shop, what percentage of your people are coming in to put their hands on something before they go and order it off Sweetwater? Well, I think that's the other thing is that you're going to have to find certain things. Cause I think that's the bigger problem is that like these little shops aren't selling Gibson's. Because they can't, right? Because of the the distribution model and the reseller model that Gibson has isn't tenable to smaller shops. Right. And what ended up happening, and this is kind of this whole thing about like where Gibson lives in the whole pantheon of um, of the future of guitar players, is that um, it allowed companies like Schecter and Ibanez and stuff yep. to kind of fill this void. And that's why you have a lot of younger players who are playing very different, very less conservative guitars than the people before them that's true. because they were exposed to this other style. That's true. Based on their, their reseller models. Yep. Yep. 
And I think that the, the big picture to, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago is that, you know, this year is the highest sales year yeah. for guitars in history. Yeah. So these mom and pop stores are doing well. Are they? Do you think, you think I, people, you think that sales growth happened in person this year? It, it did, but I don't know of a single guitar store that isn't selling online as well. Well, true. And I, and, and I think, you know, when your overhead's low, you can, you can kind of so that's you know, make those adjustments. That's really the point. I think I think I think you just said it. If you're gonna, if a mom and pop model is going to resurge, it has to be hybrid. I think it has to be online too. Um, and then I don't see how. I, yeah, yeah, you, you just have to be. You know, there's there's a guitar store in town here. Um, maybe one of the only independents in my part of the state. Um, somebody will email with another one, I'm sure. But uh, Bad Axe Boutique. It's a mm-hmm. great name, and the branding's fantastic. And um, and they are open like four hours a week and by appointment. Nice. Right. And, and, and apart from that, it's online and mm-hmm. they, you know, it's a really well made showroom and it looks great and feels great to hang out. And it's very boutique. I mean, you're, you're most of the time you're the only person in the only customer in the building. Yeah. Um, and they let you play with everything and they're really, really great. Um, but they are queuing up online sales. That's that's yeah. their whole thing. Um, so that's a model that I think can work. I think those guys are doing okay. Yeah. So there's there's a place here called Righteous Guitars. I've talked about it a few times. And um, if you've ever followed Rhett Schull on YouTube, he's there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like the guitar store in this area. Cool. You know, if you're looking for um, really guitars of any level, they do sell affordable stuff, but they also sell like crazy high end stuff. Like, you know, original production year, Paul Reed Smith's from like hmm. handmade runs. Nice. Like they've got all kinds of stuff. Cool. Um, they're doing, they're even with their, they've got a really big storefront, um, but they're doing a lot of online sales and, you know, that kind of thing. I haven't been in, um, but the, the other big thing that they have is they're the only place in this area with a plaque machine. Hmm. So even for setups and stuff, like they're very much in demand. So, cool. you know, I think they're doing okay. Um, but I mean, the fact that like the, the, the business as a whole, the market is doing so well and guitar center couldn't keep up as just a great, I guess, indication of says it all, you know, yeah. Yeah. With two major online properties and what did we say? 275 stores, 200. Yeah. Over almost 300. Yeah. Five, 500. If you count the, right. uh, the, the other right. subsidiary. Yeah. A lot of overhead there, but still, I mean, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Pour one out for guitar center. Yeah. And next time I need a overpriced 10-foot cable, I'll uh, pop right in there. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, we'll be back to doing that. We can complain about, you know, guitar center not having what we need. That'd be great. I just can't wait. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, All right. if you're, you're sure, most likely you're listening to this out of the time frame of our doing it, but where we are in the the part of the world we're in right now is a handful of days before the election. I predict we'll need a distraction cast next week. Just my guess. Probably not a bad idea. So um, we'll maybe cue that up. Get Schulte on the uh, uh, out of his busy pause podcast scheduling. He is suddenly in demand. It's true. I, have you listened to his? Uh, I've been his such a podcast, podcast slacker. I have not. I know I need to. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm I sure. Actually, I have no doubt. I was I was giving him crap about 
some hot takes they had that weren't right. <laughs> Correcting them. Well, they, they were talking about two movies. The two episodes that are out are one about Beetlejuice and one about Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Both, I'm super, those are like in my wheelhouse, very nerdy about. Sure. So I was, I was like correcting him on things that he had said. Well, he needed it clearly. For sure. Yeah. You know, they were, they were talking about the, the kid who they kept referencing the kid who played Thackeray Banks, the person. And I was like, it's freaking McGee from NCIS. Like, it's not like some rando actor. Like, it's like, he's a name. Yeah. It was just cracking me up. It's <laughs> like, you idiots. Anyway. <laughs> Come on. All right. So talking about business, let's just like, let's just round this. Let's round the bases. Here we let's go. take this Here thing we go. home. Here we go. So I want to talk about a story of revenue and how it is acquired. In this particular use case, it's going to be my personal earnings for music in the month of October. Great. So, you know, just prefacing things, I'm doing limited work based on um, what I consider to be safe, responsible events. Um, so, you know, some I'm going to tell you the amount of money I made and some of you may just scoff at the fact that I made so little, <laughs> but just know that that is an intentional choice that I'm making based on the circumstances. And it's not your day job. Exactly. This is something that I do uh, on the side as a way to, you know, have fun and, you know, basically generate content for this, this show. Right. That's yeah. So this month I have made about 900 bucks playing music, which is nothing to sneeze at. No, I think the interesting part is how I got there. So in this particular month, uh, let's, let's break, let's break things down. So, um, the first gig that I had this month was, um, an outdoor, uh, event in alleyway. It was what, two weeks ago, week ago. I think I was talking about it. Yeah. I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do two dates, right? Uh, one there and one at a, one at a, um, at a winery. Yes. So I showed up for the first gig and there was a person set up already playing. And I was like, that's not right. That's not right. So I made some phone calls and it turns out that somebody bought the building out and provided their own, uh, entertainment. Didn't tell the booking agent or me, obviously. Yep. So they made it right. And I was paid in full for the gig that I did not do. So 150 bucks, put that up on the board. Nice. The second gig got canceled, didn't get paid. Not a big deal. Moved on with my life. Um, Wait, was that a wedding? No, that was just a, just a winery. Okay, just, okay. winery, got you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just a daytime gig. Got it. Um, the other two gigs that popped up, one was a, one was a wedding and one was a private party. Um, I sent contracts out for both of those, got deposits in. You know, they were good to go. So, uh, the next gig that I did was the one that happened last Saturday, uh, which was the wedding. So that one, uh, because it was a private event and it was a special occasion, that kind of thing, 500 bucks. Cool. So, um, not, you know, not, not, a, not bad work and a pretty solid payday for roughly two and a half hours of live music Very and nice. breaks and Very nice. free cake, Sweet. you know, all good things. Um, the, in getting that gig, the bride actually recommended me to their friend who was actually at that wedding uh, to do the exact same thing for them the following weekend, which also meant that I was able to be like, hey, I'm charging her 500 bucks. Is that fine with you? They're like, yeah, no problem. So I was like, cool. Sweet. You know? uh, so, and they were there and I met them. They were super nice and they stayed up and had a good time. They danced and you know, 
talked and, and all of that kind of stuff, everything worked, you know, all fine. And it was kind of cool because then I kind of knew who I was working with. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the very next day, I got a uh, I got an email from them saying that the uh, they had originally asked like a family friend to do it and he wasn't available, which is why I got the call. Well, based on whatever circumstances that person became available and they wanted to book him and, and, and cancel for me. Sure. So uh, they were like, if there's anything else we owe you, please let us know. So I went through my contract and the contract says, if you cancel within 14 days, you were obligated to pay in full. Yeah. Um, and I, I would have been well within my right to do that, yes. but I opted not to. Right. So I wrote him back and I said, you know, based on the contract, this is what you technically owe me. However, I don't feel like that's necessary to enforce in this situation. If you feel like compensating me anything beyond the reservation fee, because I don't call it a deposit, it's it's a reservation fee. Uh, deposits are refundable. If you have a contract, don't use the word deposit, right. use reservation fee yes. because they can always come and claim that back. Right. Anyway, um, anything beyond the reservation fee, you know, you're free to do so. Here's my Venmo. Um, because I was reasonable, according to their email reply, yeah. I got an extra 150 bucks. So I got paid 250 for a gig I didn't play. So so that's now 500 for gigs you didn't play? 400. 400. So 500 for the gigs yeah. I did play. Okay, all right. And 400 for the gigs I didn't play. Got it, okay. So that's weird. <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> I've never gotten paid so much to, to do nothing. Do so little. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the the main I think the main takeaway there though is I was able to um first of all, I was able to get things in writing to make sure that my back was covered in the event that something did go sideways. Yes. And I also prioritized the relationship and the um you know the interpersonal connection with people over my desire to make more money yeah yeah and i think i think in both cases they paid you and would be happy to have you back like yeah they they, they they're they're happier to have paid you than not and certainly happier to have paid you under their own steam than to have you make some big fuss or you know execute your rights under the whatever you know that yeah. the way that it went was um graceful and socially pleasant and, you know, and, and, and it wouldn't have had to have been, you could have, you know, taken it a different direction. Um, but the fact that you didn't meant that you are, they, they want to take care of you and the door's open for next time. So, right. you know, if there's a lesson, yeah, that could be it. And it was, it was, I, the thing that I was, honestly, I was disappointed that I, I didn't get to play right. to be perfectly right. honest. Right. Um, I had spent, a fair amount of time working on some stuff. You know what I really spent a lot of time on? So, I actually, I, I, there's a guy named uh, Ken Tamplin who's like a vocal coach. And he has an entire like eight minute video to teach you the run in Tennessee whiskey. Wow. And so I sat, I sat there and spent like a fair amount of time working on that, that whole run to do it for those events. All right. And I ended up getting to play it the, the one time. But you know all the sweat equity I put in to do it once. And did it? I mean, did it? Did the room screech to a halt? And did it have the impact that you were after with it? I mean, it, it, the, because the the situation was low risk. The reason why it was low risk on an indoor thing is that it was, people were kind of spread out and it wasn't wasn't super crowded. Right. So um, people sang along and they were bobbing their head and stuff. I don't know if that's really what it what it was, but I could definitely tell when I did that song, 
that like those notes were there. I wasn't like trying to find them. Like I I was actually like da 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 like I could visualize it as I was doing it. So it wasn't wasted time. It was just time I didn't feel I haven't gotten my return my ROI on that one just yet. Right. Right. I will at some point. Sure. Sure. And it's it's kind of my fault for not learning it sooner. You were just kind of bluffing through it before? I just never did it to be. Oh, okay. What's well, a? It's a good tune to cover. Yeah, and it's 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 in a sweet spot for me, like just like as far as like vocally. So I was like, yeah. man, I really I'm kind of mad at myself for not doing it. Right. And I'm just I I got to get better about that, working on stuff and kind of keeping things fresh. So lesson learned. Yeah. But yeah. if you're in the same spot, always try to like try to prioritize the relationship before anything else. Crucial. Because your reputation and your word is is much more valuable, um, and it, and and it seems like it's happening a lot. Um, so my buddy uh, David McPherson, who is uh, the don of the acoustic gig mafia, I don't think he would mind me saying that <laughs> he tunes in every now and then. Um, over the course of the past, really the past month, like in one weekend, he had twenty five cancellations. Wow. On gigs. Wow. Now in our case, it's kind of unique because it was some of it was tied to. Um, the the Braves being in the playoffs. Mm. And so when when they blew it, right. I don't again, I don't feel like I'm out of line for saying that. <laughs> um a lot of opportunities kind of uh fell to the wayside. And so a lot of people who were working weren't working. Yep. Um and that's just kind of the way it is. But it, it's I think because right now the weather's nice and the demand is high that people are kind of being super fluid and guys who can pivot and like be available at short notice have actually been pretty been like have been working pretty well. It's good. Like I've gotten a bunch of last minute asks for gigs that I was already booked for or dates that I was already booked for. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you, if you have the ability to do that, you know, if there's any sort of private Facebook groups that kind of handle these kinds of gigs, make sure that you are posting to them and saying, Hey, I'm available on these dates. If you need somebody or, Hey, I just had a cancellation. Let me know if there's anything because there's, it just, those opportunities seem to kind of pop up um, at random. So, uh, and it's going to be that way. They're, they're, the, the way of the world right now is either we planned it a long time ago and it's canceled or, Oh, look, it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Seem to be the two modes we're in. So, so be keyed into that and, and be agile yep. and you'll, you'll probably pick up some work. Yep. Probably so. Like if I wanted to work tomorrow or, or on, on, um, on Halloween, I could definitely do that and clean up, but I opted to do family stuff. It's good much more valuable, you know, to me to spend time with my boys on doing trick or treating than it is to make 300, 400 bucks. Absolutely. Playing a gig. Absolutely. So, won't always be like that, but right now it is. Yeah. What's your, um, do you have, what's your costume? Uh, I'm going to be David Rose. Excellent. And is it, so is got, the whole family doing it? No. Um, it, it was kind of a last minute thing. I'm terrible with this kind of thing. Yeah. Last year I was a French kiss which meant like I dress dress like a Parisian and then put like Paul Stanley's makeup on. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this year, because I wear a mask all the freaking time, the last thing I wanted to do was put makeup on. So, uh, Amber wanted, Amber's doing like a sugar skull kind of Dia de los Muertos. And I was just cool. like, I don't want to put things in my face. I'm kind of good. Oh, on just that find right a now. fancy black and white sweater. And I got, yep. I got like the rings. He's got like the, the yeah. And teach one of your kids to say, yeah. Ew, David. Ew. We're, well, no, it's Halloween, so it's like a boo, David. Boo, David. Yeah. That's terrible. That's terrible. 
Well, I'm uh, uh, my daughter's doing Spider Gwen this year, and I'm doing Peter B. Parker. You've seen Into the Spider Verse, yes. So Peter B. Parker, uh, for any of you who haven't seen it, the Jake Johnson character. Yeah, it's like a it's an alternate universe Spider Man who's like a little older, a little fatter, a little slower. I have like, like a, this, this compression shirt that's Spider Man, like a running shirt that doesn't fit me, uh, and, and some your sweats. Gut, your guts would, hanging out. It's gonna be perfect. I'm so excited. Yeah, so that's, that's, what we're that's doing. a solid pick. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. And my daughter's been working on her Spider Gwen like land and pose the, you know, superhero landing thing. So yeah. we we had a challenge with the uh, with the ten year old with a broken arm. I don't know if I did did that get covered in the past. I don't think episode? we talked about it. I remember seeing the pictures on Facebook. Yeah, little dude was hot dogging and uh, at the, on the playground and fell and broke his arm. So he's in a cast up to his armpit. Mm. Um, and we're doing. We had to find a costume that would fit over the cast. So that was challenge numero uno. Yeah, uh, he's doing like a Fortnite character, okay. which I think he did maybe the year before. Different character, but like all about the Fortnite. Sure. Um, and then Elliot is either a dragon or a monster. He can't decide. We've got the costumes. We'll just kind of roll with it. Yeah, no, that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do. So yeah, I just wanted to be David just because I get to wear sunglasses and, you know, not connect with people that's right. right now. That's right. That's right. You got anything else to talk no, about? No, that is it for me. Those were two pretty solid sections. I'm happy with them. I think so. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. Well, guys, um, wanted to do one other thing. I think this is a good habit to get into, so I'm going to uh, fire up the old uh, podcast machine, and I am going to find us a rating for the podcast. If you would like to be featured on the show, you should go and leave a leave a review for the podcast, uh, either on Apple Podcasts or subscribe to us on Spotify. Just do something um, to let people know who uh, who we are and what you think of us. Um, this one, let's do this one. This one is from Timmy B. 80 Says, I started listening to these guys over the summer of 2020 on a long road trip and got hooked immediately. If you're in a band or even looking to start a band, give these guys a listen. They cover topics from band conception to success advertising, fan interaction, and much more. Now my only problem is catching up. So he's not like our last guy who, you know, somehow crammed two years worth of podcast into, you know, less than six weeks. Yeah, that was a lot. God help him. Yeah. But uh, thanks for leaving the review. Like I said, if you want to you wanna be featured on the podcast, uh, leave us a review. Yeah. We'd love to do that uh, and talk about you. Cause that's, you know, you guys are the reason why we get to do all of these things. And, and frankly, you know, we talk Spotify. about, we talk about us way too much. So let's talk about you. It, I mean, so. it, it's literally all we do. So yeah, let literally. us, let us talk about you. Please, We'd love that. Please. You know, Spotify doesn't help us and you know, Apple podcast doesn't really help us. And if we want to get charting and that kind of thing, subscription numbers and reviews are the way to do that. So, um, share us with your friends, leave a review. We will talk about you. We will do whatever you want. Just hit us up and that's it. All right. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. Have a wonderful week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 126, Spooky Halloween. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. 
Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.